Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Let's bow our heads in prayer, and Father, we welcome you. We thank you, Lord, that it's not just another day. It's the day you've made, and we're here to rejoice and receive your Holy Spirit. Come and speak to us, Holy Spirit. We invite you right now. Holy Spirit, come and enter this place. Speak to us. We want to leave different. We want to leave changed. We want to leave provoked, encouraged. Father, I thank you that you're shaking us that you're spiritually shaking us. In Jesus' name, Father, we give you permission to do that this morning. If you give the Lord permission to do that this morning, would you say, I'm here, Lord? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I want to give you a, a, a message called spiritual growth. You probably saw that on social media. I want to give you eight indicators that you're growing spiritually this morning, and I want to dig into Scripture to make them legal. How many of you know that we look to Scripture this is not a, I don't want you to hear my voice this morning. I want you to hear the voice of the Lord. I don't want you to hear my opinions. I want you to hear what scripture has to say about us growing spiritually. And it's a good, no matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, it's good to focus on these things. You might be new to the Lord. You might be seasoned and walking with the Lord for 30 years in this room. And I want to encourage you to just take a personal assessment this morning as we look at these eight points and say, Lord, where am I at? Because, you know, there are moments that we go through sometimes where we could feel a little dry, we could feel a little empty, we need a little extra encouragement. And how many of you know we can always look to scripture when we're in that place? So I want to look at James 4, 6, and the first sign of spiritual growth, I want to encourage you to look at point one, do I live in and give grace freely? And if you're taking notes, you can do this, or like Pastor Karen said, you can go on to you version. Do I live in and give grace freely? James 4, 6, I'm going to read this first out of the Passion, and then I'll read the New Living, because it's just that good that I want to read two versions today. But he continues to pour out more and more grace upon us, for it says that God resists you when you are proud, but continually pours out grace when you are humble. That's the Passion Translation, the New Living. He gives grace generously, as Scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. This is not a new thing. Satan got kicked out of heaven years and years and years ago because of pride, thinking who he was, and he was removed as the worship leader of heaven. That's how he started. Interesting that he was the worship leader. That's another message for another time. This is something we as musicians have to be on guard with for sure. The platform, this is not here for our fame and our glory. It's here for him. Amen. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So do I live in and give grace freely? Am I walking in humility? This is a good question for us to ask ourselves because it is a sign of spiritual growth when we adopt humility as our way of being, as a way of life. We recognize more of him and less of me each day. You go, how do I get that? You know, I ask the Lord for it. I pray this in the morning. I say, Lord, I ask you to clothe me in humility. I want a quiet confidence that's clothed in humility. 
quiet confidence. There's a difference between confidence and arrogance. I want to, I want to be confident, but I, I want to, I want to, I want to demonstrate humility. And I want that confidence to come from me knowing who I am in Christ, not in my strength. So do I live in and give grace freely? The second point, the sign of spiritual growth. Do I know what God's word says for myself? Are you relying on other people to know scripture? We need scripture to be written on the tablets of our hearts, which is why I encourage you to daily press into the word of God, because there is something different in the word of God for you each day. Even the same verse that you've read over and over and over again, there's never an end to the revelation of what God can be communicating to you. In fact, repetition is revelation. So I would encourage you to read scripture over and over and over again. That's, I'm, I'm preaching better than your amen. And I'll say, everybody say amen. amen. Good. I'm encouraged now. <laughs> Colossians 3:16 in the NIV. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and, the, and songs from the spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. You know, I encourage anyone who has a need, anyone who has lack, to have an attitude of gratitude and thank God before it's even accomplished. That's called faith, believing it before I even see it. And it's important that we understand this, this having this, let the message of Christ, the word of God dwelling among you richly, you can't teach what you don't have in you. You can't give to somebody what you don't have in you. I can't, as a pastor, lead you spiritually if I'm not pressing in spiritually myself. I can't rebuke sin that I'm in myself. I can rebuke it uh, certainly and, and, and take authority over it, but I can't rebuke it in another person. That's called hypocrisy, amen? When I've got it dwelling in me. I've got to deal with, we all have to look at ourselves before we take, as the Bible says, take the log out of your own eye before you take the splinter out of somebody else's. That'll preach right there. Now to the Passion Translation, Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ live in you richly. Richly. Let it live in you richly. Let the Bible live in you richly. Flooding you with all wisdom. It's amazing. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. We talked about that last week. Apply the scripture as you teach and instruct one another with psalms and with festive praises and with prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit. So sing to God with all your hearts. I love that. The third one. Have my thoughts been transformed? I'm going to pause right here. This is a good one. Is your thinking different now that you're pulling closer to Jesus? Because when you pull closer to Jesus, you'll notice a transformation of your thoughts. My perverted thoughts become pure thoughts when I spend time in the presence of the Lord. Because how many of you know it's pure? Who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Who can access the presence of the Lord? Him and her with clean hands and a pure heart. You go, well, I'm not totally pure. Well, none of us are. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So let me take that burden off of you. But we can come into the presence of God when we repent and we turn from our sin. Hey, the Bible, Scripture says that's what even heals the land. When my people who are called by my name. You know, Liz and I were talking about this this week. It's interesting that it says, when my people who are called by my name, 
would turn from sin in their wicked ways. Doesn't say the world, it's talking about the church. When my people turn from their sin, that's when I, so if the church would turn from sin, God would heal our land. That's why we have to lead this because the lost don't know about this. So this is an assignment for us. When my people who are called by my name, when Christians who are called by my name would repent from sin and turn from sin, then I'll go ahead and I'll heal America. It's time for the church to wake up, but have your thoughts been transformed? Romans 12, verse 2, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. I want to stop right there. Stop imitating. Look, guys, when we are walking with the Lord and we are pulling close to Jesus, we lead a culture of our own. Bible says you could be in the world, but not of this world. So we need to look different than the world. Different than the world could mean when I drive through Starbucks, I have the joy of the Lord that's my strength. That they, you, they go, well, the economy's not, not great. Things are challenging. There's political challenges. Nobody trusts the government anymore. I mean, my goodness, things are upside down. But why do you walk in confidence and have the joy of the Lord? Why, what is this joy? What is this happiness? Well, there you go. My thoughts being transformed. I love that. So stop imitating the ideals and opinions of culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Ooh, that is a good version right there. A total reformation, a reforming of how I think that happens. This will empower you to discern so you get discernment when this happens. God's will as you live a beautiful, satisfying, and perfect in his eyes. As you live beautiful, satisfying, and perfect in his eyes. I love that. That when we separate ourselves from the world, there's an inward transformation by Holy Spirit, a reformation of how I think, and then I'm empowered with discernment. Do you know why the church doesn't have discernment? A lot of times, because we, our thoughts have not been transformed. And our thoughts haven't been transformed because we're not in his presence, because that's where that happens. There's a transformation of my thoughts and my spirit when I'm in the presence of the Lord. It's amazing. It's amazing when you invite Holy Spirit to come into your life and speak to you. You know, it's his kindness that leads me to a place of repentance, that leads me to a place of transformation in my thoughts, that leads me to now where I could walk with discernment. And can I tell you, I would not want to live today without discernment. We need discernment. It's what keeps us out of trouble. What is discernment? It's the activation of Holy Spirit that speaks to me. That Whoa, 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 whoa. I get those cautions. I get those prompts. You get those encouragements. Go for it. Okay, that person needs to know about the Lord. I hear Holy Spirit speaking to me. Open your mouth. Share with them about Jesus. Pray with them. Man, this is a good point. I could spend way more time on this, but I'm going to move on to the fourth one. A sign of spiritual growth. Point four, am I actively moving away from sin? We all need to ask ourselves this question. Am I actively moving away from sin? I love this version, the Passion Translation. I'm just going to read this one because it just, it says it all. Galatians 5, verse 19 to 21. The behavior of the self-life is obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography. Sound like culture today? Chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments. I want to pause right there. Hatred of those that get in your way. Man, are we seeing that right now? Senseless arguments. Man, are we seeing that right now? 
resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums, angry, angry quarrels. We saw temper tantrums just on the way here on our drive in. <laughs> Only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? Woo! So in other words, my lifestyle really matters. Your Sunday church self is one thing. What does it look like Monday to Saturday? Because we're all on our best behavior on Sundays. I know I am. Fifth point, sign of spiritual growth. Am I willing to persevere through faith and patience? Ooh, this one will preach to all of us right now. How many of you are seeking God for something that hasn't yet come? Can I show a, a, see a, a show of hands right here? You're seeking God for something that hasn't come yet. Am I willing to persevere through faith and patience? How many of you know we don't serve an instant pudding God? He's a crockpot God. He's not a five-minute cook God. Thank God because the five-minute cook meal never tastes good. He's a crockpot God. I could talk food all day. It's an Italian thing. Hebrews 6.12. So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. Paul talks a lot about this. That patient endurance. I don't know about y'all, but I like things done instantly. I like quick. I like quick results. I like customer service when I call somebody. I, you know, when you call the airline, that, that'll challenge you right there. You call American Airlines. I don't want to call anybody out. It's a challenging thing. You're on hold. Like, you know, it's, it, it's amazing. And in culture today, we're having a real test of this. Because we want everything now. And with our devices and technology and social media, we're used to instant. But that's not what scripture says. Am I willing to persevere through faith and patience? Because when I am patient, that's a sign that I'm spiritually growing. When I'm not patient, it's a sign that I need to spiritually grow because it's a spiritual condition when I'm impatient. That's what scripture says. This is straight scripture. You can't argue with it. Number six. Do I live a lifestyle out of the fruit of the Spirit? Now, I've done a message on the fruit of the Spirit, so I'm not going to camp out on this too long. But I do want to read Galatians 5, 22 to 23 out of the Passion. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read that again because there's revelation in just that. But the fruit that is produced by Holy Spirit. What does that mean? It means we got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit communicating heaven to earth. Holy Spirit, the, the power part of the Trinity that I could press into. Holy Spirit is the one who produces this fruit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, not just flows, it overflows. Peace that subdues. Patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue. We need to read that to culture again. A life full of virtue, faith that prevails, 
gentleness of heart. So when we're not gentle, that's a heart condition and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless. So we've got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Some of us need to camp out in, in Galatians this week. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm preaching to me, just in case you're wondering, in case you think I'm waving a finger at you, I'm preaching at me. Because I find these challenges. How many of you know the greatest of these is love? And God is love. So we know that that's where all these fruit that comes from Holy Spirit. I love that. It's produced by our marinating in the Holy Ghost. That's why I encourage you to start the day. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need your fruit. So I'm not acting like a fruit. <laughs> I need your fruit. I need your character. I need your wisdom. I need your knowledge. I need your understanding. Show me. So are we living a lifestyle out of the fruit of the Spirit? In other words, not with, but out of. You see the difference? It's not, it's not like we're tacking this on. We're literally living life with, out of a demonstration of all of these qualities. Number seven, am I more gentle? Oh, this one will preach. It's already preaching to me. And do I show respect in defending my faith? First Peter 3, 15. This is out of the NIV. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. I'm going to pause there. Are you prepared that when somebody does see the joy or the demonstration of the fruit of the spirit that we're demonstrating, love, joy, peace, we just went through them. Are you prepared to say, oh, well, that's, that's the Lord that's in me. That's Christ in me. That's Holy Spirit that's working through me. That's what you're feeling right now. Now, you can't say that if you're not demonstrating it, but if you are, how many of you just met somebody that is, they're, they're so filled with the Holy Ghost and you're like, man, I, 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 I love what you have. You're just so at peace. You're so kind. Yeah, listen, we all need to be that way. Your character should scream, I'm in touch with Holy Spirit. But in your hearts, Revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Ooh, that's a challenge for some of us. In other words, don't get arrogant and cocky. You don't possess Holy Spirit to act cocky, and if you're in the Holy Spirit, you won't act cocky. Pride will go to the side. In fact, you'll do things that aren't even rational that Holy Spirit tells you to do when you're operating. And you'll go, I don't even know where that came from. It's the character of the Holy Spirit that spoke to you that told, told you to do that. Which is convict, that conviction comes as we read scripture and we start to apply these things that are revealed to us through his word. Number eight, and this is the last one. Do I accept God's love fully? and therefore freely give it to others. I think a lot of us, and I want to camp out on this for a minute, I think a lot of us are challenged in this area of accepting God's love freely. Accepting, understanding that the Lord sees you, the Lord has not overlooked you, the Lord hasn't forgotten about you, but what matters to you matters to the Lord. 
one of the things that Liz and I have been walking through in this season of life that we're in, where we just had a baby, is I've had to slow down certain things. Babies have a way of doing that to you. Where you're, I'm rocking her instead of doing things or on social media, I'm looking at this beautiful face that God created that is showing me the image of me and Liz as our DNA is constructed in this child is just kind of amazing. And I have experienced the love of God through an infant who's not tainted by life yet. And understanding that we're all supposed to have that childlike faith, that childlike purity. And the Lord is just bringing me back to the simplicity of his kindness and his love through this child. We're all going through stuff. By the way, you never know what somebody's going through. So anybody who walks through that door, do not judge them. Are we offering them grace that goes back to the first point that we gave? Freely. Because the grace that we offer them is the grace that we receive. We're all broken. We're all hurting. We're all going through stuff. And we get to do it together. That's why the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling. That's why the Bible says, hey, you know what? I'm so glad that we can watch online when we can't come in this room. But if we make it a priority, there's something that happens in the fellowship and the community of people who are operating with the power of Holy Ghost that we provoke each other to godliness and righteousness. It's so good. And God is so good. And he so loves us and he so sees everything that we're going through that we think is, is menial. He, he, it matters to him. 1 John 4, verse 16, we have come into an intimate experience with God's love and we trust in the love he has for us. And I hope you do. God is the very nature of love. That's who God is. And those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them, which means that it's no longer contained in me, but operating through me. And that's, I think, the greatest sign of spiritual growth is when the love of God operates not only in me, but now it operates through me. And it could be as simple as you notice the person that has the problem. And you say, I'm noticing this and talk to me. How many of you know they don't care how much you know till they know how much you care? I think we like as Christians to talk a lot, but there, there's something about the older that I'm getting is the more I'm learning to just shut up and listen. And what an instrument that is when I lend an ear to the person that has a need that just wants to be heard. A lot of times they're not looking for your unsolicited input. So just shut up. Anybody ever get somebody give you unsolicited input? Become a parent. You'll get tons of unsolicited input. Jesus, that's a sign to all of y'all. Oh, here's what you need to do. Here's how you need to burp your kid. Shut up. <laughs> she doesn't burp anyway. I mean, sometimes she does. And sometimes it's like a half hour. I'm like, God, take me. <laughs> I'm learning patience, you know, endurance. There it goes. It's right there. Excuse me. You guys are journeying this with me now. But it's, it's amazing what happens when you just give somebody your attention and, and it comes across as affection and now all of a sudden they're, they're sensing the love of God just because you took a minute to pause and listen. I think the church needs to grow bigger ears and less of a mouth when it comes to 
hearing the needs of others. And then on, on the flip side, I think we need to listen less to the world to become more of a mouthpiece when it comes to sharing the goodness of God. Just in case you thought that was a gag order for the church, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we need to be in the spirit, not in the flesh. So that that's clear, the message that I'm giving this morning. The reason why I'm giving these, and I'm going to go over these points one more time, is because you can really gauge, am I spiritually growing? When you look at these points, I promise you, you'll know, am I moving closer to the character and nature of God? Isn't life really about me taking on the character and nature of God? Yes. Yeah. You know, church is when you go through Starbucks or you're sitting in a restaurant or you're at your job and you're demonstrating the character of God that's being the church. Not what goes on in these four walls. I don't care about this as much as I do when you leave here. Are you transformed into the image of God that you are carrying the character of God out into the workplace, out into the marketplace, out into your sphere of influence, whoever that is? That's important. And if we would all do this and take it personal and, and, and really grow in this area, my God, that would change the trajectory of our nation. Because he would heal our land if we, if my people who are called by my name, if my church who's called would humble themselves and repent from the sin and the lack of character that they're not demonstrating and spiritually grow, I will heal America. We need to give God a shout of praise right there because that's really good. This is the answer to him healing our land. Oh, we need a shaking in the church. We need to check these points because this is what will change things and turn them around, not only in our life, but together corporately as a nation. Do I live in and give grace freely? Do I know what God's word says for myself? Have my thoughts been transformed? Am I not thinking perverted anymore and thinking pure thoughts? Am I actively moving away from sin? Am I willing to persevere through faith and patience? Do I live out of a lifestyle of the fruit of the spirit? Am I more gentle and do I show respect in defending my faith? And do I accept God's love fully and therefore freely give it to others? Wow. Let's just close our eyes real quick. And this is a you and Holy Spirit moment. Holy Spirit, you've spoken through your word. We ask you right now to forgive us for not demonstrating the fruit of your spirit. Forgive us in areas where we've squelched our spiritual growth for lack of pressing in. We ask you to awaken us this morning. Awaken us, Spirit of God, breathe on us. As we Look to your word, and as we press into your word, Father, I thank you that there would be an infusion of your character, that it would become contagious. Lord, we want to demonstrate love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Lord, help us to pause and just hear the person that needs to be heard. Show us this week who it is that desperately needs you, that we could lead them to you simply by giving time. Lord, help us to grow spiritually in all of these areas. I thank you for a strong endurance on this church through faith and 
patience, believing. Lord, help our unbelief this morning. Shake us, shake us in Jesus' name. And I want to say this to the person that's dealing with unbelief. Maybe in you stretching out your faith and just saying, God, I'm going to trust you. That right there is spiritual growth. Where I didn't trust you before, I'm going to trust you in this area. And I feel like there's somebody here, and I don't know who you are, but you're, you're, you've been asking God, Lord, help me with this condition of trust. Help me to trust you. Help me to trust your timing. Help me to trust what it is that you're, 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 you're saying to me that I'm challenged with and I'm struggling in this area. And I want to encourage you to surrender to the Lord. Surrender. Just give, give it to God. God, I cast every care, every weight at your feet. And I thank you, Lord, that you've got all the trajectory, all the narrative. You're going to get me to the right place at the right time. Even if I have to endure through this moment, I thank you, God, that you're working on my behalf behind the scenes. That Saturday moment before the resurrection, you're doing all kinds of things in the quietness and in the darkness that I'm walking through. And that's a word for somebody here this morning. If you're walking through a dark hour, he's working and orchestrating things on your behalf. I believe that because he works all things to, to those that love him. All, he works all things together for the good of those that love him. Amen. That's scripture. Lord, we stand on your word this morning. We declare that over our life, and we thank you that you're sharpening us to the things of your spirit and that we're growing spiritually. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you believe that, would you shout amen? amen. Now, I just want to say this before I release you guys, and you're going you're gonna to see a lot of people coming back probably next week, I would assume, and oh, it's been a lot of traveling going on, but I, I want to encourage you with this this week. Spend time with Jesus. Ask the Lord for revelation in your life, understanding in your life to things that, that, that contain to all these areas that we talked about today. And I promise you, when we knock on the door, he answers. It says in Matthew, he's not going to hang you out to dry. He's going to visit you. He's going to visit you if you ask him to. He's going to speak to you if you ask him to. So, Lord, we just ask you to do that this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys are dismissed. I love you guys. We'll see you next week. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc, and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.